Welcome to Real Authors in Real Time podcast, where we explore the world of writing, publishing, and book promotion. Your host, Carmen Renee Berry, co-founder of Berry Powell Press, is a New York Times best-selling author and has been on Oprah and featured in Newsweek. She helps aspiring authors create top-quality books that transform lives. Join Carmen and her guests as they share insights and experiences in publishing and learn how to bring your message to the world. And now, Carmen. I am really honored today to have Dr. Katsura Suzuki on the podcast. She's an award-winning author of two books and writes from a really international perspective because she was born and raised in Japan and then has lived her adult life in Switzerland, where she's developed a very successful career in finance. Today, we're going to talk about the birdfish and the secret of Crystal Island, a story about a creature who is half bird and half fish, who goes on a journey to find where she belongs. It's a book for children 8 to 12 who struggle with feeling different. And I know my daughter has has had this issue as she's been growing up. So I think it's a very relevant book for what's going on today. Welcome, Katsura. Thank you very much for having me today. Now, you grew up in Japan, but you you live in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us how you came to write this book. Um, I live both world, you know, east and west, and then I realized that people don't understand each other, but I understood both, and I wanted to be a bridge. Now, the birdfish actually came to you in a real dream. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us about that dream? So that was half bird, half fish. She can fly and swim, and that was actually me. And I was always kind of different than other people living in Switzerland as a Japanese lady and a woman in a men's financial world. So it, it was like multi-minority. People who have different nationalities or multinationalities or uh, going to different places um, in living, so they have uh, similar experiences. I went back, but I couldn't feel like I'm really typical Japanese, so I was like traveling. But as more I travel, I felt like it's not belonging anywhere. So it was like changing channels of the TV. I was changing myself, like US channel, Japanese channel, Swiss channel, work channel, mother's channel. And I got tired because um, I'm all of them, but not one of them. What is the message you want to convey in the Birdfish book? Uh, My message is like, I am different, and that's why I have something special. And if I want to fit into, I will lose my most asset, what I have. That's right. So your differences are what make you special. And fitting in, then you have to deny a certain part of yourself. Is that right? Yes, that's true. So in the story... The birdfish is rejected by the fish and by the birds and is really, really bullied a lot. And I know that there are children today that struggle with being bullied. And so she leaves and she goes on a big journey, an adventure to the Crystal Island. What do you want to communicate with that? Um, 
to communicate with a different kind of people, not how you are, but it's also possible to communicate. Right. And what did she find out in her adventures? Was it that she needed to be different? Did she need to fit in? Or what was her what was her discovery? Actually, he, she wanted to fit in at first, and she tried different things. But at the end, she found out that she's different. She was born like this. And then she found that with the strengths that she can help, uh, you know, it's not the people, but people around her, bird and fish and trees and island. So she was able to speak many different languages, sort of like you are, and she was able to communicate and save the day. And I think that's an incredibly good message for, for all of us, but certainly for young people. Yes, uh, that what you are different makes you strength. And that is the power that you can use these differences to bridge the differences. Which is what you're doing today in your yes. writing and your speaking. Yes. yes, that's right. Yeah, that's a message. Now, why is this so important today in, in our world today? Um, because of globalization, we cannot not communicate with different people nowadays. We are connected everywhere in the world. And also in the job, community, uh, maybe churches, in the families even. Um, we have to be able to cope uh, one another. So that's why we have to be able to understand what other people also thinking and accept also the differences. Well, I certainly have found that true in my life. I adopted uh, a baby from Nepal, and so I've raised her in my world, which is primarily a white world. And so it's been a challenge for her and, and it's been an eye-opener for me to see how it's important to be able to navigate differences and, and do so with kindness and understanding and compassion. That's right. That's exactly the message I want to, I want to bring it in the book. Now let's talk about uh, your situation in terms of what was challenging about being in Switzerland that was different from Japan? Um, I grown up with the traditional mindset and I didn't know how to live in a different world. So it's like kind of swimming in the ocean without knowing how to swim. And uh, in Japan, I just had to say yes, yes. And I just followed what was told from my parents. And here you have one, your opinion, you have to say what you want. And uh, during the work, I was working in a company where a lot of men are fighting in finance. And I thought, if you do in that way, that's, that's the way to be successful. So I was like working so hard and that didn't make, uh, you know, happy. Let's talk about the difference between the way Americans talk and the way Japanese talk. Uh, you've, you've mentioned that the, the way we communicate is quite different. Yeah, exactly. So um, American culture is very, you know, with the mixing of the people. So you think that people don't have the same background. So that's the reason from the history you talk what you think. This is the um, low context conversation. 
while um, Japanese has a like same kind of mentality. So you don't have to say everything. You have to understand without talking all of the things. And this is the etiquette. You just don't say everything, but you have to communicate without talking everything, right? So let's give an example. If you ask me to do something I don't want to do, I say, no, thank you. What do the Japanese say? I mean, traditionally, I mean, if I talk in English as a Japanese, of course, we have to say no, thank you. But we have like seven different way of saying yes to mean no. One of them is no. So it's uh, super difficult for low context culture to understand what the Japanese is answering. Because you have to communicate not only with word, but all the, you know, things uh, belonging together. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time in Japan, and they're always saying yes. But I'm confused when it doesn't happen. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess so, yes. <laughs> so, uh, so you have at least six ways of saying no that says yes. Um, there is a seven yes, and some of them are super yes, and some of them are no. So it's like not clear, you know, steps, but uh, it's kind of seven you can make it. So it really illustrates how important it is for us to know other cultures when we're interacting with them. And I think that the birdfish captures that really well because the birdfish could speak fish, could speak bird, could speak tree, mm -hmm. and and but nobody else could speak those three languages. And so you brought them all together. I think it's a really good lesson for, for kids who are dealing with uh, feeling different. Yes. I think if you are different, you don't feel comfortable. But if you understand, that's the kind of good weapon to overcome with yourself to help people around you. How has this changed your life now that you know how to navigate these cultures better? How do you deal with life now? Um, I don't have channels. It's all in one. And uh, it just natural and I don't have to hide. I just accept how it is. Okay, Katsura, so you were from Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, you married a man who was Swiss mm -hmm. and you have a daughter who was raised basically in at least two cultures and also learned English. Did you write this book for somebody like her? Yes, of course. I mean, I was like 100% Japanese and living in Western country. And she has different situations. She was born half and half, half Japanese, half Swiss. There must be a lot of such people nowadays in the world. But I also recognize that she didn't know if she's Japanese or not, or if she's Swiss or not, because in Japan, people think she's a foreigner. And here in Switzerland, she is a Japanese. So that's also the way I also learned to talk with different languages to emphasize her strength. But she herself has also, as a child, struggling to find out where she is belonging. And that was also the reason she went to the United States to study. 
Yeah, because we are multicultural here, and so that it's it's easier to sort of fit in to the multicultural. But yes, no matter where she was, she didn't fit in. That must have been quite a struggle as a child. Yes, I mean, I did by myself too, but it's not because I did through that child can also do automatically because mother did, and she had to go through, and probably she's still looking for herself because she's doing a world trip for a year. Yeah, she's out traveling right now. It's very right. exciting. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us how people can get in touch with you? Will you tell us where your what, what your website is and, and how they can get in touch? Yes, I have a website called uh, drkatsurasuzuki.com, drkatsurasuzuki.com, without any dot, and also social media with Facebook or LinkedIn. And if you can type in Katsura Suzuki, Dr. Katsura Suzuki, it's, it's reading there. Thank you so much for coming on the program today. It's been very enlightening. Thank you. Thank you very much. If you like our program, send us a comment and visit us online at barrypowellpress.com.